This podcast is brought to you by the Specialty Produce Network. We're live. No, I don't know. I'm just Hello, and welcome to the Diva Lounge. I'm Julie Hostler with Maribel. Maribel Hernandez. She likes to say her name because she likes that accent, right? Maribel. We're here with the Diva Lounge podcast number, episode number 30. 30th anniversary. 30th anniversary. So today our guest is from Alabama. He's yes. a young kid, a lot of energy. He came from Alabama to Los Angeles. He's been hooked on California ever since, up and, down the, up and down the coast. Yes. Welcome, Logan Kendall. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here. I've, oh. been, I've been here for like a year. And I finally feel like I've made it because I'm on the Divas Lounge. Oh, I love Aww, you are the sweetest. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. What a pleasure awesome. having you on the show. Thank you Thank for you. accepting the invitation. Oh, yeah. Most definitely. So you came from Alabama. Yeah. You were born and raised in Alabama. Totally. So how old are you now? I turned 23 about five months ago or so. Oh, wow. Yeah. Young so, kid. Yeah. Baby. So what Baby. happened? You got here. You took a plane. You drove. What happened? Yeah, uh, so I was uh, involved in an Instagram contest with mm. Chef's Roll, and I was flown out to L.A. I made the finals of it. There's four of us that were flown out to L.A., uh, filmed the finals there, and uh, just, like, absolutely fell in love with everything that was going on in California. Mm. I feel like uh, it. I felt like it was the place that I needed to be, you know what I mean? And mm. so uh, while I was in L.A., I met a lot of San Diego chefs, you know, uh, Jason McLeod, Phil Esteban, Jeff Bonilla, you know, a lot of guys that, that I consider, uh, you know, friends of mine now. And, mm-hmm. uh, and yeah, they invited me to come back to San Diego. And if I did, that they were going to, you know, hook me up with some stages and, and kind of work me around and show me around San Diego. And, and, it and they did. Yeah, they totally did. Yeah. Jeff Bonilla took me like, we went and toured Chef Works, and we came to Specialty Produce, and Aww. I ate a custard apple for the first time. <gasps> really? Yeah. Yeah, it was crazy. Well, so, so you don't find the kind of product you find here in California and back home? No. No, not at all. It's it's a totally different situation. I mean, here, like I was telling you guys yesterday when we were talking a little bit, like in Alabama, I can get kumquats, but here I can get lime quats and mandarin quats and, you know, all these quats, so many quats. Mm. Yeah, quats. California is so great for Oh, that. it's beautiful. Yeah, so you were you were cooking in Alabama? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I've, I've hmm. cooked in Alabama my whole life. Uh, started at a little Irish bread pub, worked at uh, Red Lobster in the very beginning of, mm-hmm. of me cooking and, mm-hmm. and kind of... Uh, I'd moved maybe to three different places in Alabama, but yeah, stayed right there. And this is this is my first time being outside of it. So, uh, mm. man, what a beautiful life, mm. beautiful place. Wow, and you love the food. So love the food. You went from Los Angeles, San Diego. I I've seen you in Mexico. Yeah, yeah. I try to I try to go down there as much as I possibly can because mm. um, it's just. The first time I went to Mexico, I accidentally drove to Mexico. Hmm. So I was supposed to park and walk across the border, and I just, like, turned my head, and I was in Mexico. And it was on a first date with somebody, believe it or not. So what an embarrassing first date. And uh, we ended up going to this place called The Kitchen Project. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. So. Whew, yeah, it was a it was a crazy time. And you had a great time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a awesome. lot of move move. There's a there's a this big food scene also. Yeah, it's starting in in Tijuana and totally. Baja, and yeah. so it it was probably good for you to be 
in San Diego at this moment yeah. in time. Yeah, and I'm I'm just so happy to like actually be here. It's mm-hmm. it's given me a total appreciation for life. I, I wake up every day and, and look outside of a window and, and think, wow, what a beautiful place to be. So, so you're I mean you're pretty young, yeah. right? So where do you find your inspiration from? Is it, I mean. Is it something that is it the creative scene that you're in now? Yeah, uh, I feel like a lot of my inspiration comes from, uh, of course, produce. Uh, these days, since I, especially since I've been living in San Diego, I haven't been cooking with proteins as much. Uh, I've really been cooking a lot of vegetable forward, you know, food. Um, a lot of a lot of my inspiration comes from like, you know, moments that I had in childhood growing up. Like uh, things like that. Like, for instance, there is I like to attach like an emotional side to my cooking. Like Mm. I I feel very confident in expressing myself through cooking. I've always growing up. I've I've written music. I've uh, written poems. I've painted. I've drawn. I've always tried Mm -hmm. to find that outlet for me to express myself in. And and cooking is just the place that I was able to find that expression and get paid for it, you know. And no, and and farting. yeah, and I and I love it. I mean, there is. I I tell the story oftentimes about uh, growing up and and there being these roly polies, like the pill bugs, they're called. They're completely edible. And as I was a kid, I used to like lift these rocks up and eat these pill oh. bugs. I swear to you, they tasted like shrimp. You know what oh I mean? Oh my god! And uh, and it. My my family got very annoyed. At, you know that sort of situation. So uh-huh. <laughs> so uh, so. I was this is at my great grandmother's house. She had these orange slices. They're these like jelly, like candy, sugar coated little yeah, snacks. Popular, yeah. yeah, and and she would uh give me like a cup of them. I get like, you know, five, six, seven, whatever. And I would sneak pill bugs in my mouth and eat the orange slices. And it was delicious. And so I remember the first time that I like really noticed orange shrimp. You know what I mean? Because it's the same flavor profile. And uh-huh. it, it just like completely opened up another world of cooking to me because I realized that like I can I can replicate a memory of my childhood through cooking, hmm. like an exact memory. So I made wow. this dish where I, I went to the same house. This was when I was back home last. I went to the same house. My great-grandmother, of course, has since passed, and the house is, you know, not in my family anymore. But uh, I went there. I Opened up, you know, the same rock, went uh, knocked on the door. Hey, I'm here. You know, told a short version of the story. <laughs> and uh, and I got all these pill bugs. I deep fried them. I uh, made a dish. You're like, it didn't make me sick then. No, no. So I'm, I'm totally good. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, and I, I deep fried them and I made a dish of like oh citruses and pill bugs. And yeah, like that. that's the type of stuff I like to do. I like to, you know, evoke memory. Um, and yeah, so that's where a lot of my inspiration. Comes oh my from, God, that is so cool. So you've yeah. always kind of been exposed to like years since you're bringing all these memories, totally. everything's yeah. an emotional. Mm-hmm. I mean, we went to that, um, to that pop-up dinner. I want to get you, better. You oh, had, that was awesome. Yeah. You had a pop-up dinner at 278. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and it was so beautiful. And like you said, you. the whole, the way you, the whole way, every, the whole setting. From the menu, mm-hmm. like there was like a short poem yeah. there mm-hmm. written, mm-hmm. and so now you you say you've written poem, yeah. and now it's this is a way to just bring it all together. Yeah, and and with you know I want to get better specifically. You know we, uh, I did I want to get better with a friend of mine, Jess Pilar, uh, uh-huh. who owns Two Seven Eight, and uh, basically what we wanted to to get across with I want to get better is we wanted a space for us to uh, comfortably express ourselves in. We wanted a space where we could do food 
on our own, you know, book, like on our own rules base. So like for that specifically, we sold tickets. We didn't have a menu. There was no menu written for real. Uh, people showed up and we just fed them. And, and the reason that I did that, and, and I feel like this is very important with, with cooking is, uh, I have gone to a restaurant, very nice restaurant, and I've read through the menu. And there's a few dishes that I, I saw the description for, I picked out. I imagined all of a sudden, you know, and I'm imagining these flavors. I'm like, this has this, 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 and this. Oh, this is going to taste so good together. This is going to be great. And then you get the dish and you taste it, and it's not what you expected. You know what I mean? And I feel like it's kind of a metaphor for life with food is is that um, if if I provide you a dish and tell you, Nothing about what's in it. Mm-hmm. You're gonna, you're going to interpret that dish as it is, as it is, not what you read. And and I feel like life is kind of the same way in that you know, it doesn't matter where you're going. It's just if you can sit down and enjoy the moment and enjoy you know where you're actually at. What else matters? I don't have a plan for you know tomorrow, next week or so. You know what I mean? So like I'm just living life day by day and just loving what I'm doing right now. So I feel like that translates into food. Wow. And what you're doing right now is you're going to start working at 278 with Jessica. Yes. Correct? Yeah. So when did you just, when did you um, decide, what made you decide to go back into the kitchen? And are you going to have a menu? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Or did the customer just comes in? Wow. (laughs) Pop-ups are very different from public restaurants. Yeah, for sure. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, so. What made you want to go back into the kitchen? Totally. Um, So, you know, I've been working for Chef's Roll for the last year, and it's it's been content creation. It's been computer work. It's been a mix of the both, you know, and I have had such an incredible time working with Chef's Roll. I mean, they truly gave me an opportunity. If it wasn't for those guys, I would not be up here, and I'm very grateful for that. But um, I feel like in every cook's journey who has ever stepped away, there's still that, like, burning desire to, like, be back in a kitchen. Like, I miss putting produce Mm. orders away. I miss washing dishes. I miss, like, being on a line and pushing out covers. I miss creating. I miss, you know, there's a thousand things sweeping the floor at the end of the service. You know what I mean? Like, little things like that that just kind of have burned in me for the last, like, year or so. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it was it was time for me to leave. And I, I'll still be working with them, doing some freelance stuff and, and hopefully creating some content and stuff with them. But I feel like it's time for me to get back in the kitchen. I've taken a year off. I've traveled. I've eaten. I've explored. I've experimented with my own food. And now it's time to to get there and put what I've practiced for the last year in, into effect and serve the public with that, which I'm super stoked about. Hands on. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I can't wait. You know, there's so many chefs here, so many friends of mine and everything that I've been to their restaurants. I've eaten their food. I've, you know, now I have a place where I can invite my friends oh, and, and they can come and they can taste the food and I can contribute to San Diego. San Diego is such a beautiful place, right? Yes. And the chef community here is unmatched. Tight, yeah. It's unmatched. I mean, the the chefs here are so tight and they're so close to each other and they truly care about each other. And and I just want to be involved in that in that process. You know what I mean? You want to be a part of this food scene. I want to help San Diego grow. And I'm not putting myself on a level of I'm going to help San Diego grow, but I want to be in that click. You know, I want to to do what I can to um to put out the best food possible and hopefully, you know, in my wildest dreams, that makes San Diego better even a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. And it helps that you have access to, like you said, the ingredients. 
Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, totally. Yeah. I mean, I've had the best produce of my life in, in San Diego. You know what I mean? Uh, specialty produce. I go to, you know, the farmer's markets. I go to three farmer's markets a week. Um, you know, all in the morning time, I just go look, see what's new, and, mm. and I just pick something up and I go. I mean, even while I was working with Chef's Roll, I was still going to 278, and Jess was letting me put out dishes in the restaurant, just like practicing and cooking and so cool yeah the produce here is just it's it's unmatched and it's so there's such a huge variety of it you know what i mean yeah so yeah i mean i can pretty much do whatever i want there's no there's no rules to <laughs> did this. did you hear that jess he's doing whatever he wants there's no there, don't no limits huh well there it's there's it's it's the environment right there there's totally. the produce the weather totally. the whole now everything yeah Even we're two seven eights in hillcrest, hillcrest right yeah what street are you on it's on Fifth Avenue. <laughs> you don't know? No. I, know. I figured out how to get. It's a, it's on Fifth Avenue now. Now, speaking of community, speaking of all that. Now, culturally speaking, mm-hmm. I mean, from Alabama, yes, very southern, yes. You know, you come to San Diego. How was that? How was like culturally speaking? Were you shocked to see so much diversity? Oh, diversity yeah. in San Diego? Absolutely. Like, I mean, so much diversity, and that's with everything. That's with that's with race, sexual orientation, food, cuisine, this is such a loving and accepting place. And uh, I feel like that translates into the food. Um, you see so many cultures represented here. I've had, I've had m- more, more variety of food in California in the last year than I've had in my entire life. Yeah. And it's been incredible. And I've had, you know, the best food of my entire, you know, life here. It, it's really awesome to to be in a place that is so diverse. And you're able to, you know, for me personally, growing up in Alabama, I wasn't really, you know, um, I wasn't really shown, you know, real Asian food or real Mexican food or real, you know, Lebanese food or anything like that. So to be in a place where I can actually taste these things, uh, it helps my own cooking. You know, there's a lot of uh, influence that I, I've seen in Mexico and that and that I get that I try to translate into my food itself. So, you know, if I can keep staying in a place that allows me to explore and taste other cuisines and everything, hopefully it'll, it'll help me out, you know, and it has so far. So. Yeah. And, and and with the friendships and being able to collaborate and Most you know and learn from everyone. Totally. Now, are there any chefs in San Diego that you look up to? Yeah, there's a lot of chefs that I look up to in San Diego. Question. Yeah. That's a great yeah. question. Well, I'm yeah, because I mean, I mean, you're you're young. Yeah. You know, so I'm sure you come to San Diego. I mean, we have some great players here that have been starting this whole totally. movement. You yeah. know, so uh, I'll just name off a, sh- a list, uh, and I. Sorry if I forget anybody, but uh, I'm incredibly inspired by Jason McLeod. I'm incredibly inspired by David Waite. I'm incredibly yes. inspired by Rob Ruiz. I'm uh, incredibly inspired by Phil Esteban. Uh, Jeff Bonilla is a friend of mine. He's inspired me in plating and just not taking life so seriously and just loving mm, cooking. And, yeah. and uh, you know, that, that passion that he has for food translates most definitely. Um, gosh. So many chefs. I know. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, and, and we just, have a no. We have a very. I think it, it it helps, you know, to have new talent come in town, you know, and, and just kind of you know help the scene grow. Yeah. Now, question. I know we we hear because we've had some some. I don't want to offend anybody, but we have we've had some old school chefs come, you know, to visit us here at the Diva Lounge, and we always talk about how they they like they say that to be a chef, it takes time. Now you're fairly mm-hmm. young, mm-hmm. 23 years old. What's your take on that? Like do you 
Do or your your chefs that are older than you, like Jason and Jeff, yeah. that have been in the game for so long. What's the advice they give you, like as a friend? Mm. Do they they give you advice about that? What do they yeah, say to you? I get advice. I mean, I I sat down and and had a conversation uh, with Jason not too long ago, uh-huh. just about you know what my plans were and everything, and and his advice was to was to uh, be careful, you know, not change my menu up too much, like stuff like that. Be consistent, you know. Uh, mm. Make sure if I'm putting a dish on the menu that I'm R&Ding it completely and that I'm, I'm perfecting it before it goes on the menu. Um, you know, I, I get a lot of advice from people and, and some I agree with and, and some I don't agree with. In terms of, uh, you know, being a chef takes time. Yes. I, I think that, that being a chef takes work. I don't think that it's a time thing. Um, I feel like if, if you really care about what you're doing, the first – I mean, five years that I was cooking, which honestly I haven't been cooking much longer than that. But, uh, <laughs> you know, for, for you know, the past few years, uh, I was working, you know, just regular kitchen jobs, you know, 60 hours a week, 70 hours a week, whatever. Um, and work was my downtime. You know what I mean? Like, I, I know what it's like to work the line. I can work a saute line. Like, I mean, you learn that in like one week, how to, you know, properly sear your fish and how to, you know, collaborate with everybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, work was downtime. And when I went home is when I actually worked. You know, that's when I'm reading books. That's when I'm researching. That's when I'm experimenting with recipes. That's when I'm putting pickles up in the top of my, you know, cabinet. That's when I'm doing fermentation projects. That's, you know, uh, you learn at work, but... I mean, when you're outside of work, you can either take that opportunity to be lazy and chill at the house and go party with friends and, you know, you know, get drunk or whatever you're going to do. But mm-hmm. for me, I mean, I like to practice and, and get better. And I it's really, the passion. Yeah. And I really care about cooking. And, and that doesn't I'm not trying to be, you know, when I first moved up here, I wanted to be a Michelin chef. And, you know, <laughs> that, that was like my thing. I was like, I got to have a Michelin star. Like, I want to be the youngest person to ever have a Michelin star. Uh-huh. Like, I came up here with wide eyes and all these big dreams, which all I've right. still got big dreams. But, oh, yeah, we're still you know, dreaming. Yeah, it's still dreaming. <laughs> but um, but um, through being here for a year, I learned that food is, for me personally, yes. not that serious. At the end of the day, being in California has really made me appreciate life. Mm. And if I can live in such a beautiful place like this and I can put out food that I care about, I love, I connect with, that will translate to other people. And I don't need verification from the James Beard Foundation, the Michelin Guide, anything to tell me that I'm a good cook. I'm just going to put out what I believe in and what you're passionate what about. What I'm passionate about. Cook for yourself. You know what I mean? So many people. So many cooks out here cook for other people. It's like you're working in a restaurant. You you want to you want to serve food that that you know the people who are coming in your restaurant are going to eat, and that's awesome. You certainly need room on the menu for for that. But I feel like if you cook what you're truly passionate about, what you love, that food is going to taste better than anything that you're trying to limit yourself with. You know? No. Mm. Yes, I agree with you. You know, and and I'm going to bring this up right now as we speak because. That back to that pop up dinner, Julian. We mm-hmm. were there, and it was delicious. And it was delicious. And to watch everyone listening, oh. Julie does never ever eat <laughs> without a fork and knife. True because, that. True that. And she was having that. Hogging was it, it Monchong? Was Monchong fish? Yeah, Tommy Gomes. And that's right. talk Julie, about people that inspire me. Julie, yeah. were you just not loving that? And every bit. And there was, was no silverware anywhere. But no. like you said, it was. 
your what you it, had in mind. Totally. It was your passion mm-hmm. and she was love we were both loving it, but to watch Julie was shocking. It was <laughs> just kind of get out of that that yeah. mindset like you said. Totally. Yeah. And just really be there and just enjoy it and just the whole thing. The whole it thing. was I mean it the plate was clean. It was. I'm glad you liked it. So Thank now, you for telling everybody that story, Maribel. <laughs> no, it's, yeah. it's his passion. Like, yeah, you know, know. we could taste it. And I get so inspired. I mean, talking about things that inspire me. Yeah. You know, Tommy uh, is the person who told me to do the Mong Chong drills. Yeah. I mean, Tommy, when I first moved up here, the two people that I clung to the most, I didn't really, cl- I didn't spend every moment of my day with them. But the people <laughs> who inspired me the most when I first moved up here uh-huh. were Nate. With specialty produce. Oh, yeah. Nathan. Nathan Bockler? Bockler. Yeah. And uh, Tommy from, from Tommy Catalina. Jones, yeah. uh, I mean, Nate has, man. Knowledge beyond a, belief. Knowledge Loves to explain belief. everything. You know, yeah. just so, so incredible. And Tommy is is the type of person where I feel like if you're, if you're real with Tommy and you just approach him and you say, hey, I want to do something different. I want to I want to create, you know, that is a person who has such an incredible amount of knowledge and and the power to make things happen. You know, I I put a, a dish on Instagram not too long ago of swordfish marrow. I've never had swordfish marrow before, you know, but Tommy, you know, you know, was interested in showcasing this product. I used the swordfish marrow. He said, treat it simply because I worked with swordfish marrow when I first moved up here and I made this dish. Uh-huh. It's still on my Instagram and, and I love the dish, <laughs> but it was so complicated, mm. was so complicated, and you totally lost the swordfish marrow. Just it, it, like basically shouldn't have even been on the plate. You know ah. what I mean? And and Tommy uh, told me he was like, just put you know a thin slice of radish underneath it. It's something to like make the colors pop. And so um, I did exactly what he told me to do. And it's super thin shaved wow. watermelon radish. And I had pickled some green strawberries just for you know a burst of acid on the plate. The uh, the swordfish marrow was salty, oceanic, and and with the acidity. I mean, the most simple dish that I think I've ever made in my entire life, and it was probably the best tasting. And it was wow. through mentors. Absolutely, people like Tommy, who you know, I feel like this is an incredible thing about the San Diego community too. If you go to people in in this town and you say I want to learn, if you show them that you actually want to learn, these people will take you under their wing. Yeah. They truly will. Yeah, people I think you're here right, yeah. are not the type of people who out for themselves. Out yeah. for themselves and unapproachable and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I've encountered chefs like that pretty much my whole life. But here, you know, these people are so down to earth and they care so much about San Diego yeah, the yeah. community and the San Diego that. food scene that they're not afraid to share those secrets and and those passions and everything with young cooks here. So, yeah, well, I think, you know, like you say, we all know that it's going to take it takes a village. No, we've heard that before. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Well, you know that we all have to work together to get to put San Diego on the map. And I think it's it's it started then. But I mean, Julie, you've been in this food scene for so long. You've seen it just kind of grow. And, and now, I'm from Bakersfield, and, <laughs> so. <laughs> you know, and now we have talent like you who are, you're just hungry. Oh, you're totally hungry, hungry to learn and, and learn from these, these mentors like Tommy, like Jason McLeod, you totally. know, and, and, and then from there, start your own, your own, you know, pave your own way. Yeah. Just kind of build from there. Absolutely. And, you know, I'll be learning for the rest of my life. If I quit learning at some point, I have totally failed myself. So, you know, I, I, I'll be 60 years old, I'm sure, washing dishes, and, and I'll still be learning from, from everybody. And I think an important thing about learning, too, is is you learn from everyone. I have learned more from dishwashers than I've learned <laughs> yeah. from a lot of chefs that I've worked with, I promise you. Um, 
you know, it, it's just about making that connection with someone and trying to to get into their mind a little bit and figure out what makes them tick and, and what they learn and what they have to offer and, you know, learn learn from everybody. Nice. Wow. Yeah. So for all the diners now, what can they expect at 278? Now you're going to be working oh, with man. Jessica. What, yeah. what are you What are you guys yeah. planning on on doing? If there? I come into dinner tonight, what can I? What should I order? <laughs> well, we're still running. I've got maybe like three dishes on the menu right now. It's uh-huh. it's probably a fifteen you know dish menu. Um, I plan on having it completely turned over in about a week and a half, oh, okay. two weeks. Um, we'll come in two weeks. You know, because yeah. we got we got old mise en place and everything. We're trying to to work out and everything, and we want to keep some things, take away some things. You know, kind of rework it. Uh, I think as far as what to expect. Yes. Man, I don't I don't even know, honestly. I, I like I wake up in the I morning and I just I just cook and, and I, I get inspired by by produce, by mentors, by all of these things. I can't tell you what's gonna be on the menu because I have no idea, dude. Mm. No, no <laughs> earthly idea of what's going to be on that menu. You just but, walk down to specialty yeah. produce, and oh, I mean, I you, he comes me. in a lot. You come yeah. in a lot, yeah, and, yeah. and but it isn't it. Yeah, it's like a market. Yeah. It's your market. You yeah. come and here, I, you shop. You yeah. And I don't even come here with it and an idea. You know, yeah. there's there's a friend I can't remember his name, but he's always in that walk-in cooler, and he always looks at me so strangely because I just walk in. And I just like stare at this produce that I've been staring at every day for about a year. <laughs> and I just, you know, I just think I don't come in like I'm going to buy beets. I'm going to buy carrots. Right. I'm going to buy all these things. I just stand in a very cold cooler <laughs> and I get chill bumps and I come up with stuff. So that's yeah. awesome. But I, I think as far as uh, what I might be able to say that you yes. can expect, um, I like working with fish. Uh, I plan on working with Tommy and, and doing some cool stuff. Um, and I like working with vegetables. Mm. So, uh, this menu is going to be very playful. Um, I want to, I want to take my food seriously, but I don't want to take myself seriously. If that makes any sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I think that that's obvious. Yeah. I think that, yeah, you're doing a good job. You skateboard over to your job and you're living the California life and you love it. It's beautiful. So would you say more on a plate or less on a plate? I think there's room for both. I think okay. that uh, I, I like less on a plate uh, in terms of just restricting yourself to a few ingredients. But uh, I also think that there needs to be room for, uh, you know, having more, having big dishes, having, you know, dishes maybe, maybe I don't know, I'm just thinking like, you know, a taster of oysters or something. I mean, you can make things complicated and then s- still be totally tasty. But for mm-hmm. my food, you know, for the most part, I like to keep things super simple. Okay, because it, I mean, you guys have to follow him on social media. Oh, yeah. Share your your oh, uh, your chef your, Logan Kindle. On and let me tell you, it's the it's plating. It's Beautiful. Gorgeous. Yeah. It's so much fun to play. It's gorgeous. It's like a piece of art when you're looking. The color, the way this piece of fish is laying on the plate and the <laughs> sauce. And I mean, I look at it and I'm like, yeah, Picasso over here. Yeah. What's going on? So it's art. It's art. Thanks. I'm so And glad delicious. <laughs> we'll be there in two weeks for sure. Yeah, most definitely. No. So now and also room for more pop-ups, I'm sure. Yeah. And, and that's that's the thing with 2782 is uh, we're closed two days a week. And, what days are those? Uh, Monday and Tuesday. Monday, Tuesday. That we're closed. Um, and I'm probably not going to be working Wednesdays. But uh, with that, that downtime early in the week, I really want to start start pulling off uh, 
some things that I've been dreaming about lately. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to do more pop-ups. I want to keep expressing myself through that outlet. Um, I've got this idea that I'm I'm in the works on right now but haven't officially launched, but I want to do like a fried chicken um, Sunday dinner, Sunday brunch, whatever Yum. you want to call it. I want to create like an Instagram account and start selling fried chicken and, oh. and uh, yeah, just be like a to-go order system. Um Partner with a dive bar and and uh, partnered with a dive bar. That's hot. That's because a- dive bars are sick, Julie. Yeah, sick. <laughs> Don't have you been? <laughs> Diva gotta go. Diva oh, gotta go. You're so no, funny. I love it. I love it. Yeah. And you're loving the dream. Mm-hmm. And um, you you're following and you miss your dreams. Alabama. Your mom misses you. You miss yeah. the cold. Yeah, I don't miss the cold. No, I can't stand the cold. It makes my back hurt. Yeah. You know, and I've got a tense back. Yeah. <laughs> kind of tense. Yeah. Well, we are so happy that you came in, that yeah, you came totally. in and, Thanks for having me. and you're sharing, you know, and, and there's only more room for growth. Like you said, oh, totally. Yeah. We right? like your perspective on everything. Thank you. That was interesting. Yeah. Yeah. What's next for Logan? Just keep learning, keep growing. Yeah. Who knows, man? Um, yeah. Keep learning, keep growing. And, uh, just, just to push myself, you know, um, Never stop learning. An invitation for other young chefs out there to come to San Diego? Oh, totally. Yes. Yeah, I've, I've got people that hit me up on Instagram. Yes. And- you have a huge follow. You have a huge yeah. follow. Ah, you know, uh, I, I have people that hit me up on Instagram. Uh-huh. And uh, I wouldn't say a huge follow, by the way. <laughs> you have a follow. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I've got I've, I've got people that reach out and and they say, hey, you know, if, I, if I'd come up to San Diego, yeah. can I work with you and stuff? And yeah, that... That invitation is always available. Like I, I hope that more young cooks come to San Diego and and you know, I'm I'm super honored and blessed and stoked that people would think that much of me to reach out and ask to yeah. work with me. But there are so many talented chefs in the city. Yeah. And I am by no means, by any stretch of the imagination, even in the top ten most talented in this town. So if um yeah. I hope that that people come through, and and uh, I hope that people come and work work with me, and I can show them what I see in California. But I also hope they take that opportunity to work with others. Yeah, so nice, love it, love yeah. it. Well, we want to thank everyone for tuning in on our live uh, episode ep- episode at Number Specialty 30. Produce Network. Yeah, it's the big three zero, oh, and maybe we'll <laughs> come back for like the five zero. That'd be oh, yeah. sick. <laughs> And uh, and for all of you listening to us on the Diva Lounge podcast, thank you so so very much. Mm-hmm. And again, it was a pleasure having you here. We thank you guys. Wish for you me. the best. We uh, really do. We can't wait to go and and try some more of that Monchong fish, right, Julie? Oh, I'll get my fingers ready. <laughs> oh, yes. she's got the fingers ready. So all right, fun. Logan, love you. Thank you so much for out. being here. Everyone, follow us on social media. Yes. All right. Bye. Bye. Adios. We are out.
The Specialty Produce app is the world's number one handheld resource on produce. The app features photographs, recipes, geography and history, taste and culinary applications on over 1,900 produce items. From apples to zapote, we've got your produce questions answered. Our app is available for both iPhone and Android. Download our app for free today.